You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. It's Building the Game with Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong. Building the Game, yeah, Building the Game. Hello and welcome to Building the Game. It's a documentary podcast. It's Monday, it's July 29th, it's 2019. It's episode... What do we say? 374? 374. 374. My name is Rob. Jason is here as well. How you doing? I'm good. Yeah? Good. What's new? Oh, all sorts of stuff. Yeah? Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, big thing that's been taking up my time this week, not Gen Con prep, which I should be, but... Yeah. Uh, so, I'm speaking at this thing tomorrow night, this fun event. It's like a speaking beer event thing. Okay. Uh, called Pecha Kucha. I don't know if I told you about that or not. That name's familiar. So, it's basically like for six minutes and 40 seconds, you tell a story. And oh, yeah. This, this thing. is the thing where it's like 20 slides, 20 seconds each. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm going to tell a story. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I've been preparing for that. And here's the thing. Like for me, like if I have to speak in public, I just kind of memorize what I want to say. No big deal. Yeah. Because this has to be timed. That yeah. makes it way harder. And sure. like, so I mean, I'm, I've practiced it. I can't even like countless times. Uh-huh. Uh, and the nice thing is it's short, right? Like yeah. when I, when I, if I go talk to some place about like leadership stuff like that, that might be 30 to 40 minutes. So like if I want to run through that, like that's, that's a chunk of time, right? Right. This, I can do like seven in an hour. It's or more than that, like eight mm-hmm. in an hour. Mm-hmm. So, um, so anyways, I've been, uh, working through that. So the title of mine is, since uh-huh. you asked is, uh, uh, what happens when your nemesis dies? Okay. So yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Cause you wrote a thing on your blog about that, right? I did. Yeah. yeah. And this, this is, the story is not the same. I mean, the story is the same, right? But I mean, like, it's told slightly differently because when you're reading compared to when you're talking. It, Naturally. Especially also when you have to have 20 pictures, that <laughs> kind of dictates how you would tell the story. So you have to have those pictures. 20 by 20. That's the rule. Oh, so okay. that's the deal. That's the rule. You have to follow it. All right. So 20 pictures in 20 seconds each, you said? Yep. Yeah. Wow. So... So I made a a PowerPoint that automatically does that so I can practice to that. Okay. Um, Because I was originally just practicing to a stopwatch. Yeah. Like literally like 20 seconds should be here, here, here. And that was really hard and it was very unforgiving. Like now I can see like the next picture comes up. It's cool that I'm still talking about this one thing and that's Uh kind of a transition point. So, yeah. But it's the most interesting thing I've ever done speaking wise where like it's just kind of works your brain differently. Yeah, I imagine. I'm excited to do it. Yeah, cool. All right. That's exciting. Yeah. And stressful, I'm sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I um, bought a couple games recently that I'm excited to try. Oh, yeah? Um, so I've been playing. I've made a, a point to start playing more games out of my collection that hey. I haven't played. So like, <laughs> It's a great idea. So for the first time ever, I unboxed Rocky Road a la mode and hey. actually played that. And, is it hey, good? It's, it's actually, super fun. It's know? actually a good game. Wow. Yeah. Huh. This is the best. Josh Mills, <laughs> I love you, man. Because describing to my wife uh, how to play the game, I was like, okay, so your two favorite games are Patchwork and Splendor. That's what this game is. <laughs> it's those two games put together. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not exactly, but the two of the main mechanics are are based on the, sure. the idea of Patchwork and Splendor, uh, which is the engine building and then also the uh, the time track. Yeah. So, um, and I know that time track and engine building have been a billion other things. Of course. But for her, those are the two games that she knows. Sure. Um, so it, it was really uh, it was really fun, and uh, then we got this game called Dragonwood. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a game right game that is very ungame righty. Hmm. Um, the artwork is all like classic medieval, hmm. and it's not even like 
like it doesn't look like game right art right like okay. it looks like some like rando publisher that does like medieval stuff published it yeah uh, but it's really fun you've got uh you've got a hand of cards and it's cards with numbers so right up my alley mm-hmm. um and the cards go th- one through 12 um in like four different colors and um, then you've got uh, a board of monsters or enchantments, and mm-hmm. you have to capture them, uh, either one. If you capture monsters, you get victory points, enchantments make it easier to capture monsters later in the game. Yeah. Um, and so to capture them, there's three ways to do it. There is uh, strike, which is using a sword, stomp, which is like stomping on them, I guess, or kicking them or something physical, right? Okay. And then there is scream. Uh, which is a stupid name. It should be spell, and I just pretend that it's spell. Like, you're casting a spell, basically, right? Mm. Like, that's what you're doing. Um, anyways, uh, so those are three different ways, and the way that those work are strike is you have to play cards um, in sequential order, right? Uh, like a straight, basically. Okay. And for every card in the straight you play, and it starts two minimum, uh, for every card in the straight you play, you get to take one die out of the six D6s, and then you roll those dice, and if you have to beat a certain uh, difficulty level, which okay. is different on every monster, it's different for strike, stomp, and scream. Uh, stomp is uh, all of the same number, and scream is all of the same color. Um, so scream okay. is the easiest to do generally, to have more of the same color, uh, and therefore is usually a harder difficulty rating, right? Yeah. And then the enchantments will be like, if I've got this ghost disguise, my screams are always plus two, like to the die roll. Okay. Um, but it's really fun, and the okay. kids understand it, so that's Good. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I uh, was in Chicago yesterday for the day with my wife. Um, she had an event there, and we just went over and had a nice deep dish Chicago pizza. It was a pretty good deal. <laughs> nice. Uh, and so I had some time to kill, so I went to this, this huge outdoor mall, and they had a Barnes & Noble there. And Barnes & Noble had the clearance section, which I just always feel like I should wander through. Yeah. Now, historically, the Barnes & Noble section, clearance section isn't even something I would buy from because it's like some book I don't care about or something or like some desk organizer I don't need. Sure. But now, now games and it's board oh, games. Oh, nice. I uh, didn't know that. So I got Dice City, um, which is uh, it's a really cool looking game from AEG. I've never played it, but okay. it looked like, I mean, it just, it's called Dice City. Like, yeah. could could you think of a game that was more up my alley? Yeah. I guess if they'd figured out a way to make it um, like... Like survival? Uh, no, no. I was thinking uh, uh, alliteration with the title, oh, right? Yeah, but, okay, that would be better. But Dice City that that had my attention. Yeah, uh, and it's neat. You've got your player board is like the size of a full board because it's AEG, so they can like afford that, right? Right, right. And you, it's one through six, and then there's a bunch, and then you put markers on them. So basically, it shows you what the dice face would be, even though it's numbered one through six. Yeah, the dice face changes based on what you get, and you're building a a, a vid- of like a medieval village. Right? Yeah, okay. Um, that's a $40 game. Got it for 20, which nice. was awesome. And it's a thick game. It's kind of like, that's an AEG $40 game, yeah, right? Yeah. Like if that was like by a company, like a smaller company, I guarantee that's a $50 game, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, anyways, and then the other game they had was Hive Mind, which I've been dying to get for game nights. I'm guessing you haven't heard of that one. Uh, the name's familiar. It's so it's by Calliope. Okay. Um, yeah. And, uh, it's a party game. And uh, it's like the anti-scategories. Remember scategories where yeah, like categories is fun. you roll like an S and then we all have the same list and we yeah. have to fill out S's and we want mm-hmm. unique answers, right? Right. Hive mind, the queen bee is asking questions. Oh, you all want to have the same You want to have, so it'll be like list three things that are this, right? Uh-huh. And if I get 
if I get one, then I um, if I get one, then I move one. If I get two, then I move two. If I get three, then I move three. I think that's how it works. Okay. If I don't get any, I get penalized mm. uh, because you want to have word like the same answers that somebody else would have, right? Okay. Um, and uh, so it's pretty cool. Like uh, it's a really neat uh, and really neat idea for a game. I think it's Richard yeah. Garfield designed it actually. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, do you know who that is? Right, the magic guy. Yeah. No, I've never heard of him. You never have played Magic, so Ma- I was just Magic clarifying. what? What's Magic? You've never played Magic. You may not know who designed it. I don't know. So. I, I haven't heard of that one. Is that a is that a deck builder? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Some people really like it. They get real too involved with it. Yeah. It's like a thing. Yeah. So I played it a bit in high school. I didn't like it. No. So. Oh, it's been around a while then. Yeah. It's a long time. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. a real okay. old game. Oh, it's like Pokemon. Yeah. Pokemon's yeah. been a while. Yeah. It's a while. like Pokemon. The um, the sad thing is the card backs are really ugly. Oh. <clears throat> and have been for twenty plus well, years. So you know, like almost thirty years now. Oh my gosh. Wow, yeah. I'm old. Um. So anyways. Magic yeah. the ga- it's Magic the Gathering. The gathering, yeah. And there's something it says something else on the back of those cards, doesn't it? I don't think so. Isn't isn't there something? I don't know. I could go look, but I'm not going to because I, I feel like there's there was some there's some was something else about that that was like Is it like E pluribus unum or something? No. Or is I'm, that money? That whatever, might be money. I couldn't tell you the last time I looked at the back of a, mar- a mag- magic card, but there can be only one. But that's something you do that with sounds, the gathering. That could be it. Um but I remember looking at that and asking somebody who was into magic, like what what is that? And they said, "Oh, it doesn't have anything to do with it. It's it was something that never happened, or something like that. Like they were going to do multiple versions, or I don't know, whatever. Doesn't matter. That sounds dumb. I might also be making that up. I, I really don't know. That sounds real possible. Oh, that person might have been lying to me. I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to magic. Well, or a lot of things. I think you could have stopped in the first sentence. <laughs> well." Okay, <laughs> I'm kidding, kind of. Jason, I've been kind of uh, having some Spider-Man fever fever lately. I watched that uh, Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah, which was so damn good. Yeah, oh yeah, best Spider-Man movie ever made. Oh hands down. man, I would argue best Spider-Man movie that will ever be made. Probably. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, top notch, top notch. Really, really delightful. Um, and then uh, we just went and saw the new the new Spider-Man Far yeah, From Home too, and that too. was. That was fantastic as well. Like I still think Into the Spider Verse is better, but man, that might be my new favorite Marvel movie. It was yeah. I so I feel good. Oh, the the thing that made like so there was a lot of things going for the movie. But the thing that made the movie Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh right? yeah, like he could not have like. I'm almost sad. That he's just like not one of the main Avengers. Like, yeah, he hasn't been in like a dozen movies. Because right. Right. Wow. That dude is super charismatic. I mean, I've always liked him, yeah. but like he could not have been more perfect for that that role. The worst thing that he ever did for his career was make that Prince of Persia movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. everybody's like, man, F that guy. He's terrible. Right. And it's well and it, it wasn't his fault. But there were a lot of yeah, it was his fault though. He he was he made a movie where he was a white dude playing, you know, he playing was, someone from the Middle East. That's not cool. No, it was not cool. It was not cool. No, but he was he was the least of that movie's problems. Let's Fair put enough. it that Fair way. Enough. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the uh, no, the the movie was fantastic. Oh, so good. Um, even the things that were predictable were still surprising. Sure. Like super well done. Yeah. Um, some of the tie-ins they made, they did a little retconning yeah. in it. A little bit. But like, I was totally okay with that. It, but it felt like because it they did, it was the slid little things. right in there. Yeah. It was the little things yep. like the flash, the actual yep. flashbacks. And yep. you're like, like, that's not doctored. That's real. Like yep. that, that that's, actually happened. That's from that last that yeah. movie that we yeah. saw. Yeah. 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 Um, 
And uh, also, John Favreau is just a delight in general. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, yeah. The heart to heart they have on the when they sit down and talk is just is just great. Yep. Like, yep. Um, and Tom Holland, man, like that kid what is... a Spider Man. But, but what I want to talk about that we can't talk about. But yeah. we're, I'm going to just we're going to talk about it without talking about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The okay. two end credits. Scene. Sure, 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 sure. Hands down, best two end credit scenes in a Marvel movie. I think. I, I yeah. Ever. I think. I especially agree with that. the first one. Yeah. Um. Yep. Uh. I I actually cheered. Yeah. When when the thing happened, you know what I'm talking uh-huh, about, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. Um. Because everybody's like, why don't you just do X, Y, Z? And they were like, we're not talking about that. And then they did X, Y, Z. And it was like, uh-huh. wow. Yeah. So uh, the, the, the post credits thing that they did that and, and it went silent and there was, you know, the theater was still half full at that point. Mm-hmm. And I just said out loud, what does that even mean? It changes and it, and I, everything. It took me a couple of days of like thinking about it before I was like, Oh, hang on. Right. Oh, hang on. Oh. Right. Yeah. So the thing in Infinity War that yeah. happened? Yeah. That was them. Yeah. And the way that you know that was them, I'm going to say a word and you can just bleep it out. Okay. The way they know that was them was because it was them, not cuz Oh, I never I never made. I didn't make that connection. I I looked it up. I'm not going to lie. Okay. So, also, uh, huh. you're just going to have to cut this one clip here. But also, <laughs> um, when he when Spider Man's like, yeah, that's why that was a huge clue, right? Yeah. Also, the fact, right? He shouldn't have done that. So just cut that little snippet out. Yeah. That way, we're not spoiling anything. But that was wow. I yeah. love. Like that role is is better than than I think anything else I've seen him do. Well, he's just he's he's the perfect kind of charismatic, like yeah. in that role. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So the implications, though, uh-huh. from the uh, the last half of that scene are yeah. also enormous. Sure. So um, yeah. Yeah, but there's um there I read back through and there's like a dozen hints to other films where that was that was the case, like mm-hmm. um. And I guess that people predicted the one twist um, with the flashback they did Mm -hmm. in that movie when that happened, Mm. when they talked about the thing that ends up being relevant, Mm. um, that uh, like people speculated at that point, I bet you that this guy did this thing and that's what's going to happen. Like people were betting on that. And I'm I'm guessing they already had planned that at that point. Sure. Because I mean, they they plan a phase of time. They make plans, right? right, Man, I got a lot of bleeping to do for this part. Did you hear about the new (laughs) movies they announced? I did, yes. Mahershala Ali as Blade? I never know how to pronounce his name. It's Mahershala. I actually, I used to say... uh, I thought it was Mahershala. That's what I used to say, but then I heard Kevin Feige, who, another hard name to pronounce, said Mahershala, so I'm going to go with that. All right, that's fine, that's fine. I don't know. But this... this, He's fantastic. He is. The story behind it was great, too, like... So oh, he called Marvel and was like, I want to meet with Kevin Feige about some oh, really? stuff. And they were like, <laughs> yeah, okay. And and Kevin's like, I said to the team, I was like, please, please, please let him be coming to talk about what I already want to ask him. Yeah. They were already talking about doing Blade, yeah. talking about getting him. And he came and said, hey, if you guys want to do Blade, I would do Blade. And they were like, done, sold, you're signed, you're on. <laughs> that's great. So yeah, that I mean, that sounds great. I The other stuff they announced, I, I didn't, don't really know and kind of... 
like I feel about it the way I felt about Guardians when they first announced that. Like the Eternals. Yeah. Like, I don't even understand that. Right. When they announced Guardians, I was like, what? what is this? I don't know what this is. I, I don't think I care about what this is. And then they announced these other things. The only other thing that they announced was was the the new Thor, and, and oh. I was I'm like yeah okay that that's great yeah. I'll I'll watch that I'm there I'll I'll be there for that, um, but yeah the Eternals and Shang Shang Chi, yep and there's I another think it's one Shang Chi yeah the, who's actually going to be going against the real Mandarin, yeah I did read yeah. that yeah because I guess in the Hail to the King thing they kind of alluded that one shot that the Mandarin was real mm. but it wasn't him it mm-hmm. was actually some dude sure so yeah but um um. It, when they the the Eternals and they announced really the the big thing that turned me off from that is when they said Angelina and Jolie is going to be in that and yeah, I was like I mean I just can't fan. I can't bring myself to care about her it's been a long time since I had any interest in anything she had to do she has done rather yeah I yeah I'm not a big fan but good for them for getting such a big name sure. I mean I guess that they're Marvel they can pretty much get whoever they want now they're Marvel so, and they're Disney and they yeah. can get anybody yeah, they that's want. True. they're yeah. the highest grossing film of all time they yeah. can yeah. They can do what they want. It took some work for them to beat out the other highest grossing film that's also owned by the same company. But um, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. People get so territorial about that stuff. It's just like, right. come on. I love that we live in a day and age, uh, and I can't say this about much in this day and age, but I love that we live in a day and age where the top grossing movie is a comic book movie. Like, I feel super, that's cool, right? Oh, yeah, it's like, great. If you had told me that. But remember, the previous <clears throat> highest grossing film was about blue giant blue cat people. True. So well, the previous highest grossing film was was Pocahontas, but <laughs> was it? No. Oh well, I'm sorry. That's a joke, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's an interesting time. Um, there. What was the other thing I wanted to mention here before we get into what we actually want to talk about today? Um. Oh, I just had it. It was just there, and now it's gone. Um. Oh, uh, yeah. Have you heard? The new theory about uh, the next Star Wars movie. The no, the time travel theory. Oh no, <laughs> they can't time travel in Star Wars. <laughs> they might. Please, I, don't know. Yeah, I mean, no, Disney hasn't said anything, right? Of course not. But but that's that's the new theory. The new hot theory is that the way um, the way they're gonna. Uh, clean up everything and restore the rebellion and finally defeat the first order is by by uh, going back in time and uh, and undoing all of the tragedy of the last movie and that's the way that they're going to reset the timeline defeat the first order and make all the fans happy all the fans that want them to remake uh, the previous movie I don't remember what it's called now um, the it, last Jedi last Jedi thank you all the fans that hate the last Jedi, they're going to go back and they're going to time travel and they're going to retcon the whole thing. So Luke's not dead and, uh, uh, you know, on and on and on and on. I just want to be clear that that will never happen. I could look, Jason, it's JJ Abrams. No, no, no. That, that dude is not a good writer. He's a really good director. He's a terrible writer. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no. But I, I don't see them allowing, that to happen like that, that guy can do whatever he wants no they're not gonna they're not gonna do time travel in star wars mark my words they will not do it i will get up and walk out of the theater if how many happens. times have you done that in star trek like almost every time but that's different <laughs> i no, it's not it's it's a it's a huge budget science fiction franchise plus, space opera franchise plus they um they saw um like they see like the ruined death star and stuff they're not traveling in time. They might have gone back in time to just after, just after the Battle of Endor. 
No, no. This is why I'm confident that's not the case. Uh-huh. Because, uh-huh. okay, uh-huh. because uh-huh. if J.J. Abrams was going to use time travel, he would put them in the Battle of Endor and Back to the Future it. Guaranteed. We're, we're still Guaranteed. five months out from the release of that movie. There's more trailers to come, dude. They're not going to do that. I, I Listen, I hope that they don't, but I will not be surprised if they do, and I, I will laugh, will. and that will be the death of Star Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think they know that. Like, I don't think they know that. I don't think they know that. I think all they know is all they all they know is that they have fear that they upset a lot of fans with that last movie. I don't think they care. J.J. Abrams does not care about upsetting fans. J. J. Not J. even Abrams a little bit. Does not care about does not care about stories. He does not care about franchises. He cares about what can I do right now that will that will make people happy right now, and I don't want to think about anything else around that. it. I don't think so. I think he says two Just, things when he wakes up in the morning. He says. What can I do to make a movie that I'm going to love and to add more lens flares? I think those are literally the only two things he asks when he gets out of bed. What, what he thinks That's about Pant Leg 1 and Pant Leg 2. He, he thinks about when he's making a movie, he thinks, all right, I want people to be happy and feel good when they walk out of the theater because they just saw that thing. And, and what he doesn't think about is how are they going to feel about it a week later after they've had time to think about it? And I think Lost is a beautiful example of that, right? Well, remember, though, that by the time Lost got to the end, he was long gone. Yeah, but he he set it all up with no plans and no no, no amount of foresight. Yeah, um, yeah, but here's the deal. When you're setting up a first season show that you're planning on being a long mystery show, right? Uh-huh. It's cool to set it up with, with 50 things you have no idea how to answer because you've got theoretically a long time. The problem with Lost was they picked dumb answers <laughs> to really cool questions, you know? Okay. Like, and then they made statements like, it's not purgatory, it's not purgatory. And then it was purgatory, but it wasn't actually purgatory. It was purgatory later, but not then. That's stupid. That's stupid. Yes. I, I have a lot of feelings about Lost. I'm sure. I know you do. Lost for a long time was up. one of my favorite shows, and then they <laughs> just they just crapped it down the toilet at the end. Yeah. Um, I, the thing about Lost is, if you were to um, cut out the whole purgatory thing, like basically take the last season and turn it into a six episode mini season where you just focused on what happened on the island, uh-huh. Lost would have been fine. Okay. The last shot of Lost is one of the most perfect things ever. Okay. It mirrors the first shot of Lost. Like the very first shot and the very last shot of Lost are perfect. Okay. There's a whole lot of other garbage. Like Lost was like a five season show or a six season show. This should have been a three season show. Mm. Like, if they'd have cut out all the crap, like, if Lost had been made on, like, HBO uh-huh. or AMC is a better example. If they sure. had made Lost as an AMC series, it would have been a tight five seasons, 60 episodes, and yeah. it would have been Breaking Bad level brilliant. I okay. think. I really believe that. I don't know. But when you put it out over six seasons, 20 to 24 episodes each, with some mega episodes in there, because, like, you know, we got to please the fans. Right. That just ruins everything, you know? It just yeah. ruins everything. Well, all I know is J.J. Uh, Abrams is the man who who ruined Star Trek. <laughs> See, I don't... I, I, I enjoyed his first Star Trek movie. Yeah. I think after that, it I was, actually didn't see any more after that because I heard they weren't good. But. It was a fun sci-fi action movie. It right. was a total garbage Star Trek movie. And his second Star Trek movie was even worse. It wasn't even really that good of a sci-fi action movie. Yeah. Um... And uh, and even I liked it. even going back and watching Super Eight, Super Eight is is a fun movie to watch as long as you don't think about it. 
And I think that basically describes almost Super everything he's ever a made. A fun movie to watch if you haven't seen Stranger Things. I know it was made before it came, that, but it came first. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Doesn't mean it was better. <laughs> anyway, we should talk about uh, game stuff. I don't know. This feels like a pretty normal episode. It, it does. Uh, <laughs> so officially, we are going. This is our Gen Con Gen Con uh, preview pre-show. episode. Yeah, so uh, as we usually do, we're going to go through, and we went through the BGG list of, uh, of upcoming uh, things, not necessarily releases, but games featured by publishers at Gen Con. We're going to go through, not the whole list, but we're going to talk about the stuff that kind of stood out to us. Uh, do you want to go first? Do you want me to? Uh, you probably have a longer list, so why I don't might. you do the first one, and then we'll alternate. All right. Uh, first one, uh, I looked at that, uh, and really, I'll, I'll just be honest, I, I liked this because of the name, and that was Point Salad from AEG. Yeah, I think that's an Adam McIver game. Oh, yeah? Because, like, 20 years ago, I remember seeing him uh, test a uh-huh. game called Point Salad, and oh. you realize that's, like, a game term, too? Like, Oh, yeah, where you like, can get points from doing just about anything. Yeah, so it's like Point anything. Salad, because I didn't know that at the time, right? Yeah. So they were playing this game. Yeah. And he's like, that's hey, my new game. It's, it's point salad. And then all of it was like, ha, ha, ha. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. Why is that funny? Like, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, is that a kind of salad? Like, why is that funny? I don't get it. <laughs> and then like, you know, years later, I was like, had that moment where I was like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So. Um, but yeah. So anyway, this is a uh, description. Point Salad is a fast and fun card drafting game for the whole family. There are over 100 ways to score points. Uh, players may use a variety of strategies and every game of point salad is unique uh, and I'll spare you the rest but um, yeah I like that's funny to me I think that's funny yeah um, yeah I'll never play that game no I, I'm sure I won't buy that's it that's too many ways to win it's it's it seems goofy yeah and it's one of those kind of inside gamer jokes right that that I you know I want to see what that is anyway yeah no yeah. I, I will gladly take a look at it when it's yeah. there but mm-hmm. I like getting my wife to want to play a game where there's a hundred different ways to score and you have to pay attention to that <laughs> she's just not going to be into that and frankly neither am I because I'm going to be like wait what was that what was the uh? I, well I have to assume that it's not that complicated if they're going to have that many different ways and it's got to be it could be that the card drives it right I'm like, sure so there's a hundred right? cards and it's like each one scores different. and then you mark it on a board and you don't have to think about that way of scoring again right, right. that'd yeah. be great my first one, which I'm guessing is on your list too, but maybe not, is Las Vegas Royale. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I saw that and I was like, wait a minute. What? So it is a combination of the original and the expansion. Yeah. Um, and I was going to buy a bunch of dice when I was there, but now I might just buy this game instead. Yeah. Because why not spend $50 when I could spend $20? Sure. So. <laughs> yeah. No, that that looked neat. And it looked like bigger uh, and, and like and structured differently too. Instead of you laying out the casinos in a row, it's right. got some kind of central thing and you put the casinos around it. But they didn't even really look like casinos in that way. Yeah, but it looked neat. Like, it yeah. was intriguing. What was the price point on that? I don't Do know. You... I didn't pay attention to prices. So, um, But uh, anyways, I'll probably check that out. Uh, next one I've got is Walking in Burano or Burano. I don't know what to call that. Uh, uh, Burano is a beautiful island of Venice in Italy, known for its colorful houses. Walking through the island, you will see these vibrant houses on both sides of the canal, as well as the personal decor placed by the inhabitants of these houses. So, um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Walking in Burano is a family game. Players place the floor cards in order to receive a visit from different characters. They will score points based on the various symbols on the houses to be the player with the most points at the end of the game. So, I, I think... It's a tile placement, and you're kind of building a pretty street or something. I don't know. Seem, sounds colorful. Sounds like something I would look at and be interested in seeing. Next. Cool. I have um, Welkin, 
Welkin is a uh, game about it's uh, uh what is the sorry I had this pulled up on the one thing and then I accidentally closed it so now I'm pulling it up on BGG. Good job. Uh, so it's a game about flying floating islands uh, in the sky, mm-hmm. um, and you are uh, attempting to you're doing card drafting and commodity speculation and I think you're building stuff. Uh, around these floating islands and that sounds kind of cool sure so the artwork honestly in the floating islands just kind of got my attention yeah yeah uh i've got slide quest from blue orange yeah yeah that yeah, looks neat that looks cute just you, you yeah. were, oh you weren't there that night when uh-huh. we looked at it at uh they had it at origins oh okay uh, copac had it okay so it's pretty cool, cool. yeah it looks cute for anybody who doesn't know it's it you know you have those those uh, marble labyrinth games is kind of the idea where where you have a you have a, a surface that's suspended within a box and by turning knobs you can tilt the uh, the surface the board different ways to try and navigate the marble through the maze without it falling into a hole and and this looks like it's a similar idea um, but you can change out different play surfaces for different challenges based on the quest that you're on mm-hmm. and you have a yep. little a little knight and it looks like he has a marble in his base so he slides around yeah. easily yeah yeah it just looked really cute it kind of reminded me of cube quest. It seemed like something that might be kind of simple and goofy in the same way that I liked Cube Quest, but yeah. me- mechanically different, but yep. but yep. cute and fun that way. And it looks like you uh, are trying to, uh, like, sometimes they'll have, like, you have three monsters and you have to knock them in specific holes and or in specific okay. order, so yeah, it can yeah, be yeah. really tricky. Yeah, so that looks that looks neat. Um, I have Letter Jam next. Letter Jam, Letter Jam is by Czech Games. And uh, it's a two to six player compa- uh, cooperative word game where players assist each other in composing meaningful words from letters around the table. But it's played Hanabi style. Ooh, so you're you love Hanabi. Yeah, I do. Well, and I just I think it's a neat idea for a word game. Yeah, it is. Right. Yeah. Where you're trying to help each other draft the right letters mm-hmm. uh, to spell a word. I think that's kind of neat. So mm-hmm. uh, and it's a party game. So I thought that that'd be fun. I, I've been trying to pick up some more party games for game night stuff. Sure. So, yeah. Cool. I've got floor plan from Deepwater. Uh, in floor plan, players take on the role of an architect designing a house for a client. So it's it's a roll and write. Uh, you roll it. You well, they're yeah, they're big on those. Yeah, because yeah, they did welcome two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I still haven't played. People seem to like it though. It's supposed to be real good. Yeah, and I I did see in that list that they have a bunch of like thematic thematic expansions, yep, like the yep. Halloween one and the winter one and whatever. So that looks cute. Um, but but <laughs> they this got one, a horse. They're gonna ride it. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so these guys are uh, sorry. Uh, floor plan. Um, it's I, I get the impression that you roll roll a couple of dice for everybody at the table, and then everybody has to draw the room on their on their sheet, uh, and you have to using the same components as everybody else. You have to design a house until you get to some point where somebody wins. I don't know what that point is. Anyway, that that seemed like a, a neat approach to uh, to the roll and write idea. It does. Uh, next up, I've got Calico. Calico, um, which is uh, it's kind of like a patchwork style quilt making game yep. with like little uh, little tiles, the hex tiles in that. Yeah, one, right? you're, yep, and you're trying to get cats to like lay on your quilt or something. I think so. Yeah, it had me at, at quilts and cats. Like Kitties. that sounds fun. Yep. So yeah, kitties. Uh, next up, I have is Grindhouse from Everything one, yeah. Epic. Uh, it's it's another one of those um, kind of uh, Betrayal at House on the Hill kinds of games. You have, Everybody plays a character you go into a haunted house and you have a series of horror challenges and if you can survive, what is it, I think it's all five rooms or something, then um, then you win. But if everybody dies, 
too bad. I think one of the things that was neat about this is that if your character dies, you still come back as a ghost and you can kind of torment the other players. <laughs> That's something I think you and I have talked about and kind of explored a yeah. little bit in years past, but never really did much with it. Um, so, so yeah. And so I think it has like different scenarios, different stories, and it's a random board every time. Again, it, it, I got the impression it sounded like kind of a smaller scale uh, betrayal. That's cool. Um, yeah, that's and I cool. love betrayal, but it, you right. know, it's commitment, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. This, that's a great. Uh, my next is Bermuda Pirates. Bermuda Pirates is a, it's a kid's game uh, or a family game uh, where you are attempting to uh, get as much gold as you can off this island in the Bermuda Triangle before like getting, you know, Bermuda Triangled. Sure. Well, so, yeah. Yeah. Right. It looks interesting. Yeah. That'd be a real drag to get triangled. Uh, next one. Uh, so I don't know a lot about this one. Uh, the description on BGG is pretty pretty limited, uh, but it's from Indie Boards and Cards. Uh, it describes it as um, a fast-paced, nerf-fraying, dexterity game. Um, it's got oh, a weird name, too. One. It looked dumb. Real it, dumb. I, well, I just want to know more about it, I, I guess. That's that's called, that's what this list is about, right? What's so it called? It's called Dr. Doctor. Oh, Dr. Doctor. So hmm. we'll see what that ends up being. Give me the news. Uh, uh, nope, it's out. not. That's not the same thing. No, it looks really good. So I'm stoked about it. I'm so excited to see that. It. it was on my list too. Yeah. But I kind of figured you were going to say it. So I made sure that you said it first. <laughs> it's only 20 bucks too. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Price, which is a great, I, I great was, price point for I that. thought it was going to be 25 so. so that's good, yeah. That's a great price point for yep. it. So 25 would have been a fair price point for it too. But 20 man, that makes it a hard not to buy. Right? Yeah, that's kind of was my thought, yeah. Um, which okay. is what you want since yeah. it's your game. We had some good video reviews that come up on... Uh, on uh, BGG in the last week too. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your turn. Uh, next, I have Little Town. Uh, Little Town is by Iello, uh, or Yellow, 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 Yellow. Yeah. Uh, I really wanted to play this at Origins, but there was never someone to demo it when I was there. Thanks, Origins. Again, Kevin Culp was not there, and he's the yeah. only person that's ever demoed. I did see Kevin while we were there. Was he? Yeah. Maybe he wasn't working. He must. He, I saw him at that booth. One day, oh. I think I saw him. Am I imagining? I, like you're that. Kevin? I don't think he was there. I might. I might I'm be sure he him. wasn't there. <laughs> I feel like I saw him. Maybe I didn't see him. At the, I don't. Anyways, know. this is a game about building a town. You've got little tiles and such. It I is, dream about Kevin. Sometimes. It's uh, it's fair enough. He's an awesome <laughs> dude. So uh, it's just it's completely up my alley for games, yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm super stoked about it. I'm really gonna make sure to get a demo at Gen Con because I feel like it's a family game that I would buy. Yeah. Not like a game for the whole family, but well, I mean. We've come to the point with Josiah and Laurel that they're old enough now that they can play more advanced games mm-hmm. by just being on our team. Yeah. And then we just give them a job that's pointless but makes them happy. So, you know. <laughs> good job. Lying to your kids. No, they're having a good time. That's the point of games. <laughs> that's Okay, fair. Uh, next one I've got is called Metal, all capital letters from Lay Waste Game Games. Um, so I, this... So the description here says metal is a tabletop game made entirely of various solid metals, including zinc, aluminum, and steel. Um, So, so, and there's, I guess there's six different games in the box. Uh, I don't know. I just like the idea of opening a box full of metal. Uh So I just want to check that out and see what that is. I think they're mostly dexterity games, um, but I don't know for sure. So I just want to see what that is. Next one I have is Parks. It's a celebration of our national parks featuring illustrious art from 59 that. parks. I'm a sucker for natural uh, parks. Yeah, me system. too. So yeah. um, honestly, it's I didn't look much about this. It's point-to-point movement. It says site collection and worker placement. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I just saw that it was about the national parks and the art looked beautiful. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, I'll probably support that game. <laughs> yeah. I'm a sucker. I think I saw that at Origins, but there was like a crowd of people at the booth. And so I just didn't stop and I never managed to come back to it. So uh, next. So this is not one game. This is a, a publisher, Oink Games. Um, and their listing included what, what looked to be just a bunch of games they're bringing over from Japan. Um, uh-huh. And all of the art for all of them just looked gorgeous. Um, really, really whimsical and, and and graphical and cool. And I so and I didn't really know what any of the games were. The, the ones listed were uh, Kobayakawa, uh, Ko- Kobayakawa, I think it's pronounced, Moneybags, Mr. Face, Nine Tiles Panic, and Tricks and the Phantom. Nice. So I, I don't know what any of them are. Um, I read some of the descriptions and was just super confused. Um, it, it was almost like they copy and pasted a small section out of the rule book or off oh, the back okay. of the box and it was not written for the BGG purpose. Right. Well, hopefully they'll be demoing it there. Then. So that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, so I want to just find those and see how those work because um, I love the way they looked and, and I want to know what they are. Cool. Next one on my list is Patchwork Doodle. Oh, I saw Which that. is a roll and write version of Patchwork which yep. I'm super sold on mm-hmm. um, because I like Patchwork and I like roll and writes. Uh, so yeah. Cool. I am down with that one. Yeah. Uh, this uh, next one I picked out mainly for my wife. Uh, it is uh, Jonathan Strange and Mister Norrell. Yeah, I saw that from Osprey Games. So I, this is this is a book that Christine read and enjoyed very much. Uh, I don't know anything about what the story is. I think it's some kind of fantastical um, thing. Yeah. I, I don't really know. I assume. I think it's the monsters. Word strange and, is in it. Yeah, monsters and magic and fantasy stuff. Anyway, um, but there's characters uh, listed in here as uh, some of the characters are Mr. Honeyfoot, Lady Pole, Stephen Black, and Lord Portishead. Or maybe it's Lord nice. Portishead. I don't know. Anyway, those are great names. Let's go with Portishead. That's better. I like Portishead. Um, at, at any rate, whatever. Uh, I'm sure we'll be looking at that because Christine will be interested in it. Right, right. Yeah. Next, I have Narwhal Free For All. Mm. This is a kid's game. It is a uh, action dexterity game uh, where I believe you are throwing rings trying to get them on the tusks of narwhals. Narwhals. So my kids love narwhals because, because they're, narwhals? they're not monsters and you have to be a monster to not like narwhals. They're so. the cutest porpoise. Yes. Yeah. Are they porpoises? I don't know. Maybe but I they're know. cute. I think they are. I'm not going to look it up. No, narwhals are whales, aren't they? Narwhal is a whale. Is it a whale? I'm pretty sure a narwhal's a whale. Is a whale a porpoise? Uh, no, a whale is a mammal. Well, so are porpoises. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like, eh, but yeah, yeah. So are dolphins, and they're definitely the, a porpoise. The porpoise is the, a dolphin is a porpoise, just like a, a manatee is a porpoise, right? They're all, they're types of yeah, porpoises. they are porpoises. So I, I want to yeah. say, I might be wrong about whether a narwhal, I'm probably wrong. Again, not going to look it up. I think a narwhal is a whale. I'm pretty confident a narwhal is a whale, yeah. so... Somebody will look at it because it has W H A L in its name. Is that why you think that? Originally, they were pronounced narwhal, but then they dropped the E's for narwhal. But that doesn't mean that they they fit the kingdom phylum class order. It is true. I mean, there is a thing called a whale shark that I'm confident is not both a whale and a shark. So I think it's actually a shark because it ends in shark. Are you sure which one is it? I don't know which one it is. I don't care. Not going to look it up. Good. 
Nemesis uh, from Rebel uh, is the publisher of that. Nemesis uh, is a one to five player survival sci-fi game where players are woken up from hibernation as a crew of a spaceship. The emergency procedure state. So basically, I saw this one because I looked at the box art and I was like, oh, that's some kind of alien versus predator game or alien versus Marines game. And and then I looked at more closely at it and I was like, well, wait a minute. The description doesn't say anything about aliens or predators or colonial marines and so then i went into the listing on pgg and started looking closely at the pictures and oh man (laughs) does the alien in that really look like a xenomorph but just enough not like one yeah anyway they're making an alien game um (laughs) i just i'm just curious about how how blatant a ripoff is it i don't know sounds fun it's a survival game not really my jam um but uh, I'll see it. Cool. Next one I have is Imperial Settlers Roll and Write. Never played Imperial Settlers, but again, this has really good looking artwork and is a roll and write about building stuff. So I'm going to look at it. Right on. I'm going to try to only buy one roll and write about building stuff. So that's my plan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I think it's time for me to finally look at Bargain Quest. Um, Renegade has that now. Uh, Bargain Quest because... What um, is Bargain Quest again? I don't remember. Bargain Quest is the game that's about uh, running an item shop in a medieval oh, right. fantasy RPG. Yeah, I forgot you were trying to ignore it, but um, yeah. Well, I, I didn't even know it existed uh, when I started working in an item shop, and then everybody said, "Oh, well, you know, nobody wants to make an item shop game. That's boring." And I said, well, uh, and then I found out about uh, Bargain Quest, and I said, "Oh, well, this Bargain Quest is making you know hundreds of thousands of dollars on Kickstarter." And then I was told, oh, well, the market won't... The, like, there's the no way there's room tapped. for two of those. And then they made like four more expansions for Bargain Quest. Yeah, that, that market's tapped out. Nobody... That's just boring. That's just boring. All right. Thanks, guy. Anyway, um, reading the description of Bargain Quest, it sounds like it plays completely differently from how my item shop game uh, did. And it's more about going out and slaying monsters, or it is at least as much about dungeon crawling as it is about an item shop, whereas mine was completely 100% about the item shop. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I, but I want to check that out. Cool. Next one I have is welcome to Grandville. No, sorry. Greetings from Grandville. Greetings from Grandville. Um, it's a Ravensburger game. A lot of welcome to's uh, out there. Yeah, it is. Well, this one's greetings from, but, uh, anyways, uh, this is a children's racing game. Oh, neat. Uh, that looks, uh, honestly, there's one picture. It's the cover and it just, I was just like, okay, I'll check that out. <laughs> uh, it's a six plus racing game. Uh, it's dice rolling and point to point movement. I was like, yeah, sounds like my jam. Right on. Uh, apparently, uh, Square Enix, the video game uh, publisher, whatever, studio, is now getting into releasing board games because they're releasing Tomb Raider Legends, the board game. Wow. Um. Uh, I'm a fan of those Tomb Raider games, the, the new ones anyway. I, I think they're well made. Uh, I, I want to see this mainly because because I want to see what they're doing with it. I'm just I'm just kind of morbidly curious. I also it sounds like uh, let me read this description for you, and you tell me what you think uh, they're talking about here. As Lara Croft embarks on an unknown journey in search of a hidden artifact, the threat she faces is. Dot, dot, dot. None other than herself? What does that sound like to you? There's a clone of Laura Croft. Sounds like every player is playing as Laura Croft. Yeah. It's the Optimus Prime conundrum. Oh, right. Yeah, from from Flip the Table. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's funny for Flip the Table, but that's really dumb for a new game. E- exactly. Super dumb. Yeah, so every, so there must be some mysterious artifact that has duplicated her, and every, now everybody wants to be the one true Laura. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, it just sounded really goofy. It could be that they're all like mirrors of her something and that only one is real and whoever wins is the real the real one yeah Yeah. and we'll get away with the with the treasure whatever yeah that's dumb that sounded stupid so i wanted to see that all right uh last one i have okay i've only got one more too great wow that's never happened before uh this is just a preview uh wonderland's war this is a miniatures uh area control card drafting battle game uh designed by uh it's being published by Skybound in Druid City. Um, it is going to be huge, right? I mean, it just, it just is. Sure. Uh, designed by Tim Eisner, Ben Eisner, John Gilmore, and Ian Moss. Uh, it's about fighting in uh, Wonderland and mm-hmm. having tea parties in between the fights. Yep. Uh, it's a two to five player game. Uh, the only thing they have out there is a the cover art and that they'll have demos. Mm-hmm. I'm sold. Yeah, the like, cover I'm art looks sold. great. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. I just, uh, yeah, uh, minis games. I just can't. I normally, I win it based oh on the designers. I'm interested yeah. to see what they yeah. did with it. Yeah. Well, last one uh, I've got in here is uh, choose your own adventure. War with the evil power master. We, we bought the last year's choose your own adventure, the house of danger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we had a ton of fun with it. It was super, super fun. So I, I am definitely on board for another one of those. Christine and I will play it with her sister. Like we did the last one. And it's it's just silly and and crazy, and we enjoyed it a lot. So yeah, I'm I'm totally in for the next one. Um, awesome. The setup on this one it says for centuries the Lacunian system, an alliance of the most advanced civilizations in the galaxy, has lived in peace. But now the evil power master has returned and is leading a destructive rebellion. The Lacunian system's rapid force crew must it's the rapid force crew. It's just, that's the name of the group. Yeah, that's it's, ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, the Rapid Force crew must band together, follow data and clues the evil Power Master left behind, and discover his location to defeat him in an epic final battle. Can you restore order to the galaxy? I think when we uh, played House of Danger, we ended up destroying the Earth in the end. Mm-hmm. You know, spoilers for that game, but that's one of the possible uh, ends. Oh, yeah, good yeah. work. So we, we brought about the end of humanity and Earth as we know it. Cool. And that was, that was cool. super fun, um, and we loved it. And so, if this time you get to destroy an entire galaxy instead of uh, you know just one planet, I'm sold. Cool through my own ineptitude and bad die rolls. Right. Yeah. Oops. Oops. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So yeah. So Gen Con. Yeah. Um, that's what, else, what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, what else is on your agenda? Uh, so I will be doing some play testing of uh, at least one game of Neil and I's, which is Three Coronations. Um, we are working to get another game ready to go, uh, that I want to play test there. Uh, that's a, a deduction card game. Um, that's got some weird trick taking mechanics where you're not actually like, it's just, it's different. It's very different. Um, but I'm really excited about it cause it's, it's, it's silly. And, uh, we proposed the idea at, um, Grant at, uh, origins. He said, we should design a game called this. Uh, as a joke, oh, um, I remember this one. Yeah, and it turns out that there's there's a, a real game in there, and so I'm really hoping to have a rough version of that. Um, I'll also be testing uh, Isaac uh, Shalev and I are working on a game together. Uh, I think you know that, right? I Maybe? remember you talking about yeah. that. I don't know so, what this one is. Uh, I don't want to give <clears throat> details on it right now, uh, but uh, if you see us, uh, we'll both have a copy. 
love, love, love to get some testing. And we're going to show that off to some people there. Cool. Um, I also have Compulsed with me if in case anyone wants to play that. It's good. Um, and yeah, not any big pitch stuff going on just no. because... Um, so you don't have any specific pitches scheduled? No, because no. Um, uh, Compulsed is in consideration by a couple companies at yeah. this point. Okay. Um, and uh, and they're, they're the companies that would be really the, the best choices for it, yeah. I think. Um, so I could show it to some others. I'm not sure who I'll have a copy with me. If, if I see a booth and I'm like, yeah, this company might do it. I, I'll, I'll probably offer to sit down if I can and show it to them. Sure. Um, and then, but I just don't have a lot of other stuff because then, uh, this is unannounced, but I'm just going to say it without giving details. I signed a game at origins. Um, uh, that was surprising and I didn't, I haven't talked about what it was, but, um, so anyway, so that signed, I don't know when I'll be able to announce that, but, um, but it's, yeah, that happened. So yeah. that was a game I would have been pitching and now I'm not going to be pitching it. Sure. Uh, and that was not when I was ringing out with Neil. That's one I did on my own uh, a while back. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Three Coronations is not ready to pitch yet. Um, okay. It's just a bigger game. And it's so I wish it was ready to pitch, but it's just, it's just not. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. um, it's ready to get some play testing done. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, but I'm excited about this uh, game. We get to play test two, the Isaac game that we're working yeah, on. Right on. Uh, it's got some real legs too. So you know, the big thing for me at Gen Con is going to be uh, focusing on, um, uh, I want to I want to set some stuff up for some uh, some future interviews and guest hosts. Um, yep. Uh, I'll be working closely with the new format of the show while I'm there. Um, just to recap on that and update. So we're going to, you're going to hear an episode next week that is going to be while we're Gen Con's happening. Rob and I are just going to talk about um, some different stuff. Uh, and then the last episode for Rob will be the actual at Gen Con episode we'll yeah. record with some friends. That was Rob's idea. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so two weeks after Gen Con, you'll hear the first kind of new formatted episode and, uh, and you can love it or hate it. We'll see what you think. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm not sure how you're going to feel about all the manatees, but I think it's going to be pretty cool. Well, so. I mean, it'll be a porpoise heavy episode. Porpoise heavy, yeah. Right, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know, so. you got to try things. Right. And experiment. Right. Yeah, right. right. Um, cool. Anything else scheduled for you? Uh, just the IDC. Yeah. So, uh, which I promise is mostly ready. Seriously. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're... <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, I just need to make the document. Uh, I've started working on the document. I think I invited you to it like six months ago. Did you? I have yeah. no memory of that. It was that. like me. I opened it's, it up, invited you to it, and then did nothing. Didn't, didn't write anything. Um, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... that's. Um, yeah. But I've been filling out the... Uh, I'm pretty excited. Uh, uh-huh. I thought of a really good uh, a round. It's a previous round uh-huh. that we kind of do quite a bit that I thought of that. Uh, we still need a couple things. Uh, we're changing some stuff up this year. Yep. Uh, but it's going to be really good. We still don't have a location. Thanks, Gen Con. You're you're cool. So you'll want to check. Yep. It's going to be Friday night at seven. So save that time slot. Yes. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, um, we will make sure you know. Um, last year we didn't know where it was going to be either until we got there and looked in the program book. Right. So. Um, Worst case, it'll be in the Marriott, the JW Marriott, in a hallway. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, that is a better location than most of the rooms we've been in at Gen, Gen Con. Last year wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. No, the Lucas Oil Stadium was nicer. Yeah. It was just um, so far away. Right. And we don't need a ton of space for the stuff we're doing this year. Um, so not like we normally do either. No, but no. Uh, 
yeah but yeah no follow us on twitter at podcast btg at ja slingerland at poorly underscore design we'll be talking about uh where we are once we know where we're going mm-hmm. yeah and if you're coming to that event uh we're planning on that i may draft you to record said event because uh, yeah. our normal videographer or ipadographer as they likes to be called uh chris kopak will not be there sadly uh sadly so right. um so I'll we'll just draft someone out of the audience if we have to we'll figure to it record it. I'm not worried about it. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. So yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, I don't have a lot of plans. Uh, the only thing I want to do is try and play bingo RPG w- one time over there. Nice. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. I want to bringing a whole bingo kit for. It? I bought myself a a <laughs> bingo cage and balls. Uh, and I need to and and it came with uh with cards. I need to make some character sheets and uh, make sure I'm comfortable with the scenario. I think. It's not like I'm tempted to do the old folks home thing, but but I want you. That was your idea. I want you to kind of. I appreciate that. Do that. So I'll probably just kind of start with a more generic, familiar fantasy right. setting for for well, that. And it'll be nice for me too if I do that. Like just because play, if I can play it with you once, yeah, then I'll understand more about the mechanics and it, and kind of lean into that. When right, working on the thing. And, and and I'm still kind of torn between whether I want it to be a GM led game or if all players just do it together. It's kind of kind of no, GM free. Right. And right. and I and I have two different approaches for that one uh, one each way. I you know I might I would rather go with no GM if it's possible. Yeah, that would be nice. So I I might prepare both, but the first one and if we only get one in then I want it to be the one without a GM. Agreed. I yeah. think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So um yeah. So that's kind of the plan for Jan- other than that, we're going to go see the the burlesque show on uh Thursday night like we did right, last right. year. That was super fun. Um I don't know. We might uh we might also try and get out of the convention center do something else in Indy one day th- uh, Friday or Saturday as well. Cool. Because that was so nice when I went to Origins and got away for an afternoon. Uh, so Christine and I might want to do that too one afternoon. Very cool. Yeah. So anyway, that's awesome. That's the whole story. Sounds cool. I think that's our episode. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no. No, I think we're good. Okay. Well, thanks everybody for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can send us email to buildingthegamepodcast at gmail.com. You can also call our Google Voice number at 770-HOTEL-BTG. You can follow us on Twitter at PodcastBTG. Jason is at J.A. Slingerlin. I am at Poorly underscore Designed. Uh, like us in places and give us good reviews on the podcast source things. Still don't know what to call the new Apple thing. Um, and uh, and uh, look for our games. Yes. Look for our games. Look for Dr. Doctor at the Indie Boards and Cards booth, please. Uh, I think you guys are going to have a ton of fun with it. Um, and uh, at uh, at the uh, Green Couch Games booth, uh, I don't know if I don't know. It sounds like he's probably not going to have copies of Into the the Black Forest. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he will have it there. He will have copies. Fantastic. Then if you did he not, had already, some air shipped from China. That's great news. Awesome. That's great news. So if you did not back it on Kickstarter, this is your opportunity to grab your own copy of that from Green yes. Couch Games. And if you did back it on Kickstarter, I think you could still pick it up there as well. Okay. So yeah, cool. I think that's kind of the deal. So fantastic. Cool. Then that's it. Thanks everybody for listening and good night. Good night. Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and Poorly Designed Studios. All ideas presented by Rob and Jason are the property of the Building the Game podcast. We sure hope you'll join us again soon. Until next time... Dial 770-TELL-BTG. Please don't use the email.